Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Did you see the numbers on the board? It's Did accounting. that make sense to you? It's compound interest. Don't you know what compound interest is? No, I don't want to know. I hate compound interest. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, proud Gen Xer, born in the glorious, glorious year of 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. I can't believe you think any years in the 70s were glorious. Like, no way. Uh, The year I was born was glorious. Ask mom. Yeah, I'm sure she had a great time. Jenny, what are your thoughts on (laughs) Weird Al? (laughs) I love Weird Al. Do not come for Weird Al. Do not come. He is a good dude and he's hilarious. I love him too. So we watched the biopic of him last night. Oh, how was it? It was amazing because it's written by him and it's a parody of a biopic. Excellent. And of course. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so brilliant. The one thing that I, I kind of was disappointed in though is I feel like now I have to go look up all these things to see if they really happened in his life. Oh, right. Yeah. Because you don't know. So it's led to more research for me. <laughs> right. But, we should do um, a we should do a weird out thing because he um, was a thing. He was a thing. Maybe we can, maybe we should do a time capsule on this biopic. We sh- it's fantastic. I love it so much. It's Mimi's highly recommend. It's on the Roku channel, which is an odd choice. Oh, I don't even know if I can find this. Is, is it? And can I get online somehow, or do you have to have one of those like weird subscriptions? You could probably find it, and it's called Weird: The Weird Al Yankovic Story pretty good it's pretty good a lot of cameos there's some jack black who's one of my favorites <laughs> in it um and rain wilson is it was that his name from the office rain wilson yeah yep. yeah he's Dwight. in it he plays dr demento <laughs> so it's it's really good we enjoyed it also i watched i finished sins of our mother and wow <laughs> right wow wow yeah. I, I guess like there's a naive part of me that is always just amazed at what people believe. Yeah. I mean, people will believe anything. Yeah. You can't be amazed at what people believe or what people do. Like you can yeah, pr- literally not. tell me anything. Yeah. I guess not. It's really crazy. Um, And then I'm also watching season five of Handmaid's Tale. Oh, God. They're already on season five. I told you I had to give that up for a while. It was just getting too dark for me. Oh, it's so good. I, I don't know. I feel like it's getting a little off track now <laughs> in season five. Don't forget, I'm a big fan of the book. Well, but is we're it, way is past it, the books. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Season one at the end is the end of the book. Oh, wow. Okay. I saw so season one. Season one was great. Yeah. So we're way past the books. 
Well, I shouldn't say that. I didn't see. The, I didn't read the testaments yet. I don't want to read the testaments until we're done with the series. But I'm, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm rewatching the leftovers. Yeah, I watched season one of that. Speaking of Anne Dowd, right? I watched um, season one of that, and I really enjoyed it. It's season two is really good. It's okay. like I really and that guy, damn, smoking oh, hot. Jennifer Aniston's ex husband, no, Justin yes. Thoreau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's um, hot. He was in some. What else was he in recently? That was like, phew. God, like he has like an eight pack. It's crazy. And that stuff doesn't matter to me. He's just adorable. <laughs> um, Jenny, what are your thoughts on Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? Uh, whatever, I don't care. The, I like people are like, oh, they got together on a movie set or whatever, and he's like, this is what like movie stars do. Like this is like <laughs> expecting like me like rock stars to go on like tour and like not end up with a different like spouse. I don't even know why any of them get married. Jenny, if you had to wager a guess as to whose side mom was on in the Angelina Jolie Jennifer Aniston battle, who Jennifer would you Aniston, a thousand percent. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. Jenny, if you had to pick, if you had to predict what side mom was on in the Meghan Merkel Kate Middleton feud, Kate Middleton. A thousand percent. And it's funny because I feel like I'm on the other side of both of those arguments. Definitely the Meghan Merkel one. I'm on the side. I'm definitely side. on the other side too. I yeah. don't even know if there is a feud between Kate and Meghan, but you know what I mean. Yeah. In the court of public opinion, who's better? <laughs> Who do you think mom's going to pick? Uh, yeah, Kate Middleton. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Jenny, if you had to predict whose side mom is on in Tanya Harding versus Nancy Kerrigan, who would you pick? Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> And she's on Bill Clinton's side in the Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's something that just has to go away with generational change <laughs> in time. Don't worry. We're getting there, right, Mom? I'm getting you there every day. <laughs> every day I'm preaching. <laughs> All right, Jenny. Today we are talking about Little House on the Prairie, Season 9, Episode 3. Our living election nightmare 2022. Oh, I mean, welcome to <laughs> Olsenville. <laughs> the description, description is, while cleaning out a home in Walnut Grove that she recently purchased, spoiler alert, is Lars's home, Harriet comes across a bearer bond that apparently requires everyone in town to pay her a $10,000 each. That's not what that was. This is oh, not the correct description. Nope. Nope. <laughs> this is on the official Little House on the Prairie site. Yeah, that's not what happens, guys. <laughs> Jenny, Lars's house, you know there's a huge continuity error here, right? That was the blind school. Right. Didn't they like remodel it? It was the blind school. And it school? burned down and they oh. like started to rebuild it. That's right. But yet when we see it, it's clearly an old house. Wait, are you sure it was Lars's house and not just yep. a house he owned? No, I looked it up. Wow, that's real, real bad. So this house supposedly burned to the ground once already. After he died, the townspeople got together and decided to donate it. It happens in season five. Okay. I did have an episode number, but it happens in season five, and they decide to donate Lars's house to the blind school. Okay. So we know it burned down. It burned to the ground. We know Mary threw her baby in a crib and (laughs) ran out of the house, and we know... 
Gra- was it Grace Edwards? Al- no, Alice, Alice Garvey. Alice Garvey. We know Alice Garvey whipped that baby through the window as a battering <laughs> ram. <laughs> I still think she should have bust open the window and threw the baby out. I mean, it at w- least it had a chance. You would have had a it. chance. You yeah. would have had a chance. Like, and I feel um, like Hester Sue would have caught that kid. I think Hester Sue needs to set so much shit right here. <laughs> I mean, we just need, now that Carolyn and Charles are gone. Yeah. Hester Sue's all that's left. Let's face it. Of yep. competent people. Jenny, we open on two rando old men. And I have ding, 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 another old person waiting for death alert. Well, first of all, <laughs> the amount of randos that appear in this episode. I know. I know. Like, did the population of Walnut Grove just like quadruple? Second of all, yet they all lived here since the 30s, and we've never, we never seen them. them. We only we only have seen Lars. That's it. Mm-hmm. Second of all, are we going to pretend they're not putting astroturf down for these front yards? Oh no, that's definitely astroturf. They're in the middle of the like dry. They're in the middle of a drought in the prairie, and they have beautiful yep. lawns. Yes. Yep. So, Mister McCary, who is quote. Feeling good enough to be able to sit up and take nourishment when he's asked how he's doing. And his friend Jess, who's just chilling on a chair in the sun waiting to die. These are the new randos. Okay, you know Jess. Who, you know who? Wait, hold on. So if you do you know who, you know, Grant Wood, American Gothic, that painting? Yes. This is the oh, dude yes. in it. Jess is literally the dude in it. Yes, he is. You're right. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you a picture right now. When was that painted? Maybe it was him. Hold on. It was painted in 1930. Now This actor was born in 1905. Oh, maybe he was the act. You mean maybe he was the stage? Yeah, maybe he was the inspiration. All right, let me see if I can get this to you in any kind of reasonable way. Where are you sending it? Where should I expect this? Carrier pigeon? It's in the chat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm very familiar with this painting. But, like, look at it now. Oh, I can't. Because I'm getting 100 pop-ups. Google just doesn't know how to work. Why are you getting 100 pop-ups? I don't know. I'm getting a pop-up that says, explore our best content. And I'm hitting OK, and it's not going away. Oh, my God. All right. Hold on. All right. I see it. I see it. That's literally him. I see. It's literally him. I'm telling you. Maybe his father. Well, this was 1930, so he wouldn't be an old man in 1930, the actor. No, his father might have been. Whatever. Okay. Because he would have been 25. If the dad had him when he was 20, he would have been 45. And we all know they looked like 80-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, this guy looks 85 <laughs> in that painting. <laughs> all right. So we have Jess and Mr. McCary now. Jess is just like, I have no reason to walk in town. I have no reason to talk to people. I have no reason to live. I have no reason to do anything. And McCary tries to goad him back to life by reminding him of his romance with Maggie Sutherland. I thought it was Maddie Sutherland. Oh, you're right. It is Maddie. Yes, the romance, I'm sorry, is with Maddie Sutherland. And this actor is 77, by the way. In town, Harriet is rushing. He's 77. He looks 108. He looks 117. Harriet's rushing everyone in her family to come with her and clean out Lars Hansen's house. Nels is playing checkers with Mr. McCary, who suddenly has an established relationship with everybody in town, but we've never seen it. I have an index card. On checkers? Yep. Okay. I forgot about checkers. 
I love and I challenge you to a game of checkers. Do you have a game of checkers at your house? I don't know if I do. We'll have to conjure one up on a digital device. No, I'm going to send you a game of checkers if you don't have one. And we're going to play it at Thanksgiving. I challenge you to a game of checkers. I have chess. No, we're not doing that. That's like, I like chess, but it's just a different vibe. Okay. Do you have checkers for that chessboard? Probably not. Okay. Okay. What game is Nels and Lem, his first name is Lem, playing? Lem McCary. They're playing checkers. Historians believe that the oldest form of checkers was played around 3000 BC in the ancient city of Ur, which is now Iraq. There is also a game called Algonquin that was played in ancient Egypt. I think I'm saying that wrong. I don't know. Um, as far back as 1400 BC, which remained Wait, pronounce popular. Pronounce it again. Pronounce it again. It's A-L-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E. And how'd you pronounce it? Algonquin. That's wrong, though. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> Go on. Anyway. Today, today's game of checkers developed around the 12th century. A Frenchman came up with the idea of playing checkers on a chessboard. At the time, the game was called Furses, which translates to irons. So I'm assuming they were made of metal, perhaps. Okay. Today, the most English-speaking countries use a 64-space board. This is called the Short King version. However, most of Europe and Asia use a 100-space board called the Long King version. And some oh. crazy-ass uh, Canadians use a 144-space board. Don't know why. Jesus. Come at okay. us, Canada. What are you doing up there with checkers? Should I get a Canadian chessboard for us to play checkers on? No, don't come anywhere near me with that. I might get you're a Canadian. Look, I challenge lucky. you to Canadian checkers. You're lucky I'm staying awake during this index card. It's kind I'm of not going to play a 164 board checkers. I challenge you to a game of Canadian checkers. Okay. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Wow, that was phoned in. You're okay. Welcome. It was. I, there, I was like looking through all, like I was just, and there's nothing that interesting about checkers. No. No. Like they go mm-hmm. through all the variations of the games and stuff, like in different yeah. cultures and stuff. I'm like, so what? Like somebody does a king, like king me. Some people don't. This is boring. But I had already written half the index card. So I was like, fuck it. This is where it's going to okay. be. Okay. All right. So they're playing checkers and Harriet breaks it up. And I just wrote, wow, are we going to pretend the town didn't give Mr. Hansen's house to Mary and Adam for the blind school and that burned down? <laughs> I guess not. At the miraculously resurrected blind school slash Hansen's house. Harriet bribes Nancy to help her, and as they're cleaning the stairs, Jen, Harriet comes across some documents. Well, can we discuss, first of all, this has the problem that Little House has always had, where, like, the amount of cobwebs that are in this house, like, what are the spiders like in Walnut Grove? Because, like, they'll be like, the house is empty 10 years, and it looks like a 170-year-old house. Like, it looks like something. Especially this house, which is supposed to be new construction. Yeah. Right, because it was just built after the blind school. Just built like two years ago. Not Remember even. that though, like that that weird guy that his wife left him. Mr. Or died. Amos. His Amos? wife died. Yes. Yeah. And he was pretending that she wasn't dead. There's a lot of yeah. trauma of pe- pretending people aren't dead. But anyway, we'll get to that. But the cobwebs yeah. are like, it's like something out of a Tim Burton film. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cut to town, and Mr. McCary runs into Maddie Sutherland. She doesn't get out much more, Jen. Or she doesn't get out much anymore because she's old. Right. Oh the, only, 
literally the only place she goes is to the doctor, she said. They haven't and, gone. These people haven't gone out in nine seasons. And she says, it sucks to get old. And Lem is like, Jess still likes you, by the way. And I wrote, why are you wasting our fucking time with this? Who well, are these people? But then Maddie's like, yeah, I know. He knows where I live. Like, I still like him. Like, if he came by, I'm like, she's basically saying I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Right. But, like, I'm not going to waste my time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, why now do we, we care? Now we see Harriet's going over the document she found, and she realizes they're bonds. And they say, paid to the bearer, 10% compounded annually. Now, there's a problem here. Wait, my favorite part, though, is when it's Doc looking over the bond. <laughs> it and is, he goes, it is. He goes, looks legal enough. <laughs> the fuck jenny these bonds are dated 1835 but the town wasn't founded the town was founded in 1840 yep so would they work it feels dubious like i don't know i mean bonds i don't know like yeah i guess you cannot have something that dates back to before the entity you're trying to get the money from existed that would be like having like a u.s bond from 1600 it would be meaningless well or it would be like jenny you owe jc pennies 200 dollars from 1964 yeah what right i'd just be like don't i have a husband that can pay that off (laughs) so harriet has recruited etta plum to do some real fuzzy math and she lands at the figure of fourteen thousand dollars. compound interest so that's not fuzzy math it's did you see the numbers on the board did that make sense to you it's compound interest don't you know what compound interest is no i don't want to know anyway that would be three hundred fifty thousand dollars in today money wow yeah (laughs) okay jen harriet has no intention to cash in the bond instead she wants favors well and i feel like um we i think i did an index card on bearer bonds before and i forget why but Mm -hmm. they basically bearer bond is not for a specific person it's whoever's holding it in their hand that's right money just the bearer the bearer Mm -hmm. of the bond um no she wants to cash it in but she knows they can't pay it Right, because they only have a couple hundred bucks in the town treasury. So she wants the main street in town to be called Harriet Olson Boulevard. Oh, boy. She wants Nancy to get a starting position in the choir at church. So, and the town, Jen, is going to get renamed Olsonville. So I have a couple things to say to the people of Walnut Grove right now. Okay, go ahead. You need to get this in a contract because you need to get the definition of when she's paid off. Because she's just going to keep using this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then need her to sign the contract and hand you that bond and you need to tear up that bond and be done with this business. Okay. I have I have advice for the people of Walnut Grove right now. Okay. You need to squash this real quick. Yeah. This is how dictatorships happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what I mean. Like, okay, here's the three things you want done. And mm-hmm. like, you can't just keep using this bond to like hold us hostage. Yeah. Yep. So Laura runs home and she flips out on Manly. She is flipping <laughs> out. And she says, Harriet Olson is using her position to profit. And I'm like, was there ever any why, doubt? Is this new? Why is this new? Yeah. Now we see the renaming ceremony and Harriet's giving a speech. Jen, she is so grateful to accept this honor bestowed upon them <laughs> by the people of Walnut Grove. Oh my God. She's and the only one who claps is Nancy. Nice. And then a lot of people are throwing shade at Nels. Like a lot of people. Yeah. And Nels says, I had nothing to do with any of this. And Laura said, yes, you did. We all did. 
when we didn't stop her. Yeah, you're all enablers. And Nels is the worst, though. Yep. Edwards is pissed. He is not happy. Although I no. wonder if he could get a saloon on the deal. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. Maybe. Meanwhile, McCary is over by the mill, grabbing the old Walnut Grove sign. Turns out he's one of the founders. He's a co-founder. 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 And he Why? can't. Why did Lars take all the credit? I know, totally. <laughs> and he can't bear to see his best friend's name wind up in the trash. Later that night, Harriet flips out. Jen, did you feel seen in this? I felt this so seen. I literally mm-hmm. have that written down. Mm-hmm. Harriet There's a wagon out. going down the street at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other night, 4 a.m., there is a thousand sirens. There's a, like, there's cars revving. I'm like, what? It's, I mean, it's Friday, to be fair. But I'm yeah. like, what is what is happening outside? Like, and I'm not even right on the street anymore like I used to be. Yeah. And it's like, what is going but on? Here's my question. This has never been an issue before? Well, I mean, this is what you get when you move to the bustling metropolis of Walnut Grove. But like her and Nels have lived there forever. They've yeah, like never they heard a wagon the, They live in there? the city. It's so weird. It could be one of those irritating things, though, because I used to live right on the street, second floor. Yes. And you just have like... You have normal stuff that you expect, right? People driving mm-hmm. by, cars come by, mm-hmm. loud trucks, whatever. Marathons, whatever. Today is the mm-hmm. New York City Marathon. That's why I'm bringing that up. Because that used to go by my house. Yeah. Very early in the morning. Yeah. On a Sunday. You know what's even more annoying, Jen? Hmm. When you live in the country and you get all this shit. <laughs> know, Lawnmowers, right? loud trucks, machines, dogs, <laughs> everything outside your I signed windows. up for it, right? But And I signed up for all that shit. And I get it. But then you have... The person who's just idling in front of your house <laughs> on their with their nuts. car idling and like <laughs> on speakerphone with their windows rolled down, having a yep. long conversation for no reason. Like, why are they there in front of my house? Like, go somewhere else, anywhere else. There's like 25 parking lots down the street. Like, go sit in a parking lot and do that. If you guys want to know how irritated that used to make Jenny, just listen to season one or two. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's on there. this podcast. Yeah, because I was in my old apartment and like constantly there'd be something. Yes, yeah. yes. The best is when you moved to your new apartment and it was the middle of the summer, I think, and you had to try to record with no air conditioning on or windows open. Yeah, because like you could hear everything <laughs> and the air conditioning so loud. So that's why I moved all this operation into my studio because it's just quieter here. So. Jenny bought Jenny bought a podcast studio. No, I did not. I certainly <laughs> did not. No. All right, Jen. So she's like, we need laws against this noise. And then she's like, you know what the problem with Walnut Grove is? Or Olsonville or whatever. It's a democracy. And we yeah. need to vote on shit. And I don't like it. I don't like that we have to get like consensus on stuff. Nope. And people nope. have choices. Nope. We need a mayor. And for some reason, which this doesn't make sense with what she's saying. Like for some reason, she's going to have a fair and free election for this mayor. Yeah. But she wants a mayor. Like why well, I don't think she, she has just the power install- to. Appear. I don't think she has the power to do that. Maybe not. Um. But also, she's like, a mayor needs business experience. No. 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 That's how we ended up in the situation we're in. Nels is going to run, Jen. Nels is going to run. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Laura comes home in a rage. She's pissed, and she says Nels is running, and he's clearly just going to be a patsy for Harriet. And yeah. Laura wants Goofball to run against Nels. Hey, everybody, I'm going to run for office. Jenny, I need you on a campaign poster with him immediately. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he says, oh, you mean his campaign that lasted like like 15 minutes? Emma, is it me or is this character a moron? I can't believe that's the best they could come up with for a mayor material. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, John Carter's over there like... Yes. All calm and smart and... Well, McCreary's like, you should run, John Carter, because, like, yeah. that's the yeah. right thing. That's the right thing to happen yeah. here. Yeah. So, Manly <laughs> says he doesn't know the first thing about Mayorin. No. And I just wrote, for once we're in agreement here. Now, McCreary, who has suddenly popped up in this episode as the shadow mayor... Well, he's like, he's trying- kind of like the, the Democratic whip. He's like he trying really to, like, is. find votes. Yep. He's chatting with John Carter and decides he's going to force Manley's hand by spreading it around town. And instead of running to town gossip Miss Foster, he goes over to to ride or die to Edwards. Yeah, that's not the right. Like, if you want to get, if you want to get, like, information around, you just go tell Harriet. Harriet or Mrs. Foster? Yeah, one or the other. None. Yep. So... Ride or die, we see a little montage where he's spreading it all around. Now, but, but ride or die, first of all, he's definitely a libertarian. Let's face it. Don't even waste your time trying to get his vote. 100%. <laughs> but this, can 100%. we discuss that? Like, this is my office. This is everyone's office, probably. Like, I swear to God, a couple of weeks ago, there was like a big secret going around. And 
everyone came, like 10 different people came and told me. I didn't tell mm-hmm. anyone, mm-hmm. but 10 mm-hmm. individual people came and said, this is a big secret. <laughs> I mean, I could do better. I don't doing? even work at my office anymore. And I'm still getting calls with the secrets. No, so no, me too. My old office, I was just out with people that I worked with at my old place. Yeah. And like, I still have all the gossip of that place. Yes. Yeah. But yet I'm any information at either place that we was critical to get around mm-hmm. people, impossible, impossible to communicate. <laughs> yes. No one knows what's going on. So now, hey, everybody goes into the mercantile. And Harriet's like, Almanzo, I hope we can still call on your business when once you lose. And he's like, I'm not running. Hey, everybody, I'm a fucking moron who has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, I think Nels will be a great mayor. Hey, everybody, I'm going to vote for the opposition. <laughs> like, what an idiot. She actually gets him to put a fucking pin on for the opposition. But Come then on. she launches into this whole thing that she's basically saying thank you for not running because you'll probably win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, guess what? I'm running. Well, because she calls him a dirt farmer. Why? what's the term dirt farmer what's that about that would have been a good index card that probably would have been a better one just because their shit is like in dirt like what's the other type of farmer then i mean corn farmer wheat farmer but that's all planted in dirt like he's not growing dirt i know i think it's a derogatory thing (sighs) i don't know yeah we could have used some knowledge around that okay so at home, Almanzo's having buyer's remorse. And Laura's like, Almanzo, in her weird, creepy voice, can I ask you something? Do you think I'm smart? He doesn't answer. Do you think I'm a responsible citizen and I care about my town? He's like, I know you're going somewhere with this. Where are we going with it? And she says, don't you think I deserve the candidate of my choice? Now McCary shows up. And he offers to be his campaign manager. And Jenny, I don't know if you noticed this, but hey, everybody has a full mullet by now. Full mullet. Oh, God. I have some information about Dirt Farmer. Okay, go. The meaning of Dirt Farmer is a farmer who earns a living by farming the land without the help of hired hands. Oh, okay. I'm looking up the slur. Oh, God. Never mind. Never mind. They we'll mean, let you guys like, look that one they up. They mean like a current own. slur. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. let you guys look that one up on your own. Okay. Jenny, I should have had you read that in the beginning. Canceled. Okay. Now, we get a montage of Almanzo acting the fool while McCary is the one who's actually campaigning. Yes. McCary's like wheeling and dealing, working on getting endorsements and and talking about a platform. So mainly he's like, we see him milking cows. We see him farming. We see him building barns. Like he's doing a ton of shit. And finally they're heading over to some old dude's house. Maddox, George Maddox. George Maddox. And uh, Manly's like, you know what? I've decided I just can't do the same one. You're, or anymore. You're the one who'd be good at mayoring, not me. Can't, I mean, I can't disagree with him. Uh, me either. He says, I don't know the issues, Mr. McCary. I'm terrified to talk in front of crowds. I can't act. I'm terrible at money. I'm a big baby. I might have the hots for my sister. I'm a chauvinist and I have a mullet. <laughs> yes, Jenny. Okay, are you done? Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, isn't uh, isn't lemon ox- octodarian? Oct- what is it? Oct- octodarian? Octodarian? 
octogenarian? Yeah. What about it? He should run for, of course he should run for office if he's in his <laughs> 80s. Look, I'm going to say something right now, and this is going to be unpopular. <laughs> yes. I do feel like older people, not in their 80s, but older people make good leaders because I'm so much fucking more wiser than I was of when course, I was in my 20s. Of course, you don't want a 20-year-old leading your country. Right. However, I think, number one, they should not be 80, but weren't even in their 70s, maybe. Maybe in their 60s. How it depends Obama? on the person. How old is like, Obama? <laughs> but generally, you, you need to turn over the reins to the next generation. Right. That's what I was going to say. But I think the people making the laws and the people in Congress should be younger yes. and in touch with what's going on. Yeah. And Enjoy not Enjoy your 80s. Go to a beach. Chill out. Go volunteer. Like, do all the shit. Have all the fun. So, McCary and Manley show up to George Maddox's house. And guess what, Jen? He did. He did. As soon as I saw that shit, I was like, <laughs> there's a dead person there because this was somebody who was severely depressed if this is their house. Yes. So he's been dead a long time and McCary is shook that this dead dude. I was, feel like or that he walked in on a skeleton. A like that's what I feel like yeah. happened. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was like um, Sloth in okay. the no. movie 7. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know about that. Or or like a rose for Emily where they find Homer Barron. Do they find that. her or Homer Barron? No, they find the skeleton of Homer Barron, remember? And he's been dead a long time and they I find a single gray hair. No? Nope. So McCary is upset that this dude was dead for so long and that no one cared enough to check on him. And Almanzo and McCary bury him. And then McCary decides, I need to do something about but this. But wasn't McCary his friend? Like, why didn't he fucking check on him? Exactly, Jane. Thank you. McCary heads over to the mercantile and he decides he's going to ask Harriet's permission about holding a social in the Hanson house for the old people in town. And Harriet says, and I quote, I will not have a bunch of old people in there shedding their hair and dropping their teeth all over the place. Wow. Woo. Wow. Some yeah. ages, ageism there. McCary says, we'll clean the place up. It'll look real good for Nell's candidacy. Come on, let me do it. And Harriet says, okay, how about this? We'll have the social on election day. And we'll provide, the Olsons will provide the food and drinks. And she's like, okay, you know, Nell's is running unopposed. So it's fine, whatever. I don't need this. But if you want to clean up the house for me, okay, good. All right. He so plays her like a plan. fiddle. He plays her like a fiddle. Plays her like a fiddle. Now, cut to a bunch of elderly people working on the house. Willie shows up with all of his children because they're his young scout enough to be troop. his children. <laughs> Willie's like the scout master. <laughs> McCary asks Edda Plum if she can help organize the children to help get out the vote. And he swings by Harriet's and gives her the keys back and accidentally lets it out that there's going to be a debate and the other candidate is who? It's him. It's him. I don't it's know him. why it took them so long to come to this conclusion. He's like, I'm running for mayor, motherfucker. And I just wrote, he dropped the candidacy, Mike. <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> now we cut to election day and Jenny Wilder is Ubering folks to the vote. I know, totally. <laughs> She's like on Stacey Abrams' team. <laughs> they come across that old dude from the beginning. Jess. and American Gothic dude. And Jenny tries to give him a civil responsibility speech. And then she brings up how his good friend died all by himself. Yeah. 
And then and then the, his daughter daughter comes out. Yes, and she's like, "I'm I'm getting in that Uber. I'm getting in that Uber, even though I don't have the right to vote." It's a what are they called? The shared Ubers, ride shares. It's a ride share because yeah. there's a bunch of people hopping in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In town, Harriet's get nervous because turnout is high. She is getting, she is hating voter turnout. She wants to suppress that vote. She calls it stuffing the ballot boxes. It's like, yeah, stuffing the ballot boxes with individual votes. (laughs) She's like, can we, can we purge the voter rolls? Can we require picture ID? Can we, (laughs) she's looking for everything. Can we have election uh, during the day on a day you don't get off? (laughs) Correct. So now we see a debate happening at the hotel, which I was under the impression it was going to be at Hanson's. So something isn't adding up there, but whatever. The candidates give their opening remarks and McCary's all like, I founded this town. And he literally says, since everyone else is dead, you only have my word for it. That we worked really hard on this. (laughs) Maddie, the wife of one of the founders, is sitting right there. Wouldn't she know that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And can we discuss how Edwards introduced Lem? Oh, what'd he say? Oh, he gave like some like rousing, like, like speech about it, like a little introduction. I'm like, Edwards is a decent surrogate. Yes, he was he like is. whipping up I the agree. crowd. He was yep, whipping up I the agree. crowd. Mm-hmm. So he, McCary says, in the beginning, we wanted to call it Hansonville. And it was Jess Moffat, American Gothic, who comes walking in <laughs> at the same Gothic. time. <laughs> who named it Walnut Grove because of those walnut trees up there. And he says... Lars didn't think naming a town after one person was right because then it wouldn't be a town. And a town is a group of people working together and I'm going to get us back to that. Now, we never hear Nell's rebuttal. We never hear Nell's speech. We didn't see the debate and I was really disappointed. We don't know what Nell's was going to say to this. I know. How do you how do you argue against that? <laughs> I know. So now the results are in and Nell's has 64 and Lem has 67. Yay! Squeak. He squeaked that by. Yep. Now, Jess Moffat, American Gothic, has wandered down into the front of the crowd, and he's starting up a convo with some guy. And this dude is telling him, like, oh, great. Now Harriet's going to want to check cash in on these bonds. And he's telling him about the bonds. And on stage, Harriet asks McCary to make good on the bonds. And Jess inter- interrupts her and is like, read the fine print, bitch. <laughs> You have set number two of the bonds. I have set number one of the bonds. So I don't know what the deal is, but I'm deducing from what happens is that the first the first set or first issue has to be paid in full before yep. the second one can gain yep. anything. That's what it seems like. I have no idea if that's true or not. So I guess Jess Moffat was a little more important than La- Lars Hansen. Yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah. So he says, hey, McCary. How about you pay me back first? I want a dollar a year. There you go. Harriet storms off. And for those of you like me, that's going to be 14,000 years. You can't do the math. Wow. So Harriet storms off and McCary says, party at Hanson's house, everybody. (laughs) Compliments of the Olsons. And we have the AstroTurf and the drinks to prove it. Whatever. We get to the to the resurrected blind school and Jess dances with Maddie and they all dance and it's over. Can I say that life was actually good in Walnut Grove for a minute, for a hot second. Like they're dancing, they're at a party. Life yeah, stay, seems good. Stay tuned for next episode. It life seems good. 
And still one person died in that episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and died alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still like it's the only it's the only happy episode I think there's been in a long time. That's very true. Jenny, whose fault is this bullshit? This is Harriet's fault. She's a monster. This is Harriet's fault. Yep. A hundred percent. I don't know if it's Harriet's fault. I feel like you know me with the documentation. Things should have been like there should have been a charter. There should have been a, a declaration of independence. There should have been a bill of rights. There okay, should have been well, a town charter. Whatever. What does a declaration of independence for Walnut Grove <laughs> look like? What's that stating? <laughs> All I'm saying is, if they had like a town charter and had this shit outlined and decide like had all these rules in place, they wouldn't be up for grabs. Right, because Harry's just like, let's have a mayor. What the hell? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I yeah. feel like, I mean, back then, they were just making shit up as they moved west. Like, it was it was the Wild West, literally. Yeah, and did you notice it wasn't even a consideration that Harriet or Laura would run? Oh, I have I have that down. I yeah. ha That's part of my, yeah. All right, let's get into your why. So at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we take from the rewatch or the original. We called our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, did you remember this episode first no. of all? No, not at all. Okay. What is your why? I have two. This is why we thought politics was whatever shady loopholes you can find. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just some kind of shady back channeling. I mean, not that it's not, but there is, is structure to it. You know, there is somewhat fragile structure mm -hmm. to it well um, i'm i'm gonna jump in on that because my why is related this is why i think we let people with money get away with so much shit because we are brainwashed into thinking money equated to power because we are watching yep. shit like this yeah yep yeah go on and, and this kind of theme was everywhere and my other one is this is like this is why we didn't even notice as women that we weren't included because oh, there's yeah. not even a woman that protests that. There's no one that even points that out. No. Mm -mm. Like, no one even makes a snarky remark that, like, well, all the men can vote. No, it's, like, just no. completely accepted and, like, no one even bats an eye at it. I mean, it gets so bad that we have to have, hey, everybody, run for office. Yeah. That's yeah, how bad Laura it is. is clearly the better option there. <laughs> Rose is a better option. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Rose was pretty good in this episode, but she shines in the next one, let's face it. <laughs> All right, guys. If you haven't already, jump on our Patreon. For five, for as little as $5 a month, you get access to two bonus episodes each month. This month in November, we did My So-Called Life, Season 1, Episode 3, and we also are doing an after-school special called The Boy Who Drank Too Much with Scott Bayo. Can't wait for that one. Very excited. Um, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what is coming up next with Little House? So we are moving on to episode five? Four. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot. We're moving uh, We're going to be doing episode four, Rage. A man mm. named Mr. Stark learns that because of his family's debt, they will be evicted from their home. Mm, what? Mm, that <laughs> is right, these. Yeah. That, okay, that, uh, that's that, not the description in other places. I like reading them from the Little House site because I feel like the descriptions like season one were so nice and made so much sense. And now season one, they're like literally a single <laughs> sentence. That's may or may not be correct. They're like, shit has gone awry. Send help. <laughs> like, Send help. They're kind of like, don't watch season nine. Like, Don't watch season nine. 
And guys, also jump into our Mimi Bees. Oh, and follow us on Instagram. We are getting so yeah, many what's followers. Going on Instagram. Is it spam? I may, I may have boosted a post or two. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Oh. All right. Which I'll be submitting for reimbursement. How about instead of working phones. on boosting posts on Instagram, how you work on posting the episodes for our patron, <laughs> our patrons? How about you work on that? Look, I had I had a weekend. Okay. <laughs> I went to the cider place. I saw that. May have had five or six ciders. Oh my god, you were probably plastered. Now I started drinking cider cocktails. I told you. Oh this. no. Oh god. And oh now god. they make a warm one, like it's warm cider with a couple shots of caramel vodka in it. Mm. Are we gonna go there when I'm in for? Of Thanksgiving? course we are. Of course okay. we are. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.